I'm your host, Gurinder Singh, and welcome back to season two, episode two of the JMC Chronicles. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit special because this is going to be a two part episode. Uh, first part, I will be joined by uh, Sahib Jeet, and then the second part will be joined by Ria and Samreen. Um, I will and let let themselves introduce themselves later in the second part. But right now I'm joined with uh, Saib Jeet and I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. And uh, this episode will be kind of revolving around Suj, which was a um, a retreat that collegiate kids, JMC students had uh, in December, uh, where we went to San Diego and we learned a lot about the immigration and how folks were coming into um, America and how difficult that was. And Saeb had the um, had this amazing video that he created from that day. And I'll let him introduce himself and little talk about a little bit about um, that. My name is Saeb Jeet Singh. Um, I'm a videographer, a truck driver. What else? Do do? <laughs> Photographer. That's all. <laughs> Um, so I was lucky enough to, fortunate enough to, you know, be part of that project with Suj and, um, it was a really cool project that you guys did. And, um, and then, yeah, it was a really, um, insightful, um, actually cool learning experience. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I was just going to like start off by saying, like, you know, you said that you were honored to be. How did that come to be? Like, how did you, you know, were you like, did someone come into contact you about coming to document that day? Or did you just, you know, find it yourself and like wanted to like come there? Like, how did that come to be? Like, how did you, um, you know? I was put in touch with um, Nandi by Manpreet, Manpreet Kaur. Okay. And so he was explaining me that he had these projects that he wanted to document. And the cool thing about Jakarta was that they didn't really like tell me, Oh, this is what we want. And this is the project, you know, they're, they were like super chill about everything. They were like, okay, just come out. Um, you know, this is the project we're going to be, you know, going to the border and, um, you know, checking out how the migrants um, cross and, um, you know, go drop water and everything and then um, feel free to shoot it however you want, document it however you want. And uh, that's that was like an amazing way of um, approaching, I guess, you know, because I didn't really have a um, set of guidelines. I was just on my own and doing my thing. And that's 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 how I like to shoot as well. So it was like a perfect um, opportunity for me. And uh, yeah, man, it was cool. Yeah, and I was just gonna ask you about like a little bit of like the process behind the video making because I know like I I had gotten to speak to you a little bit the night before we had head out for the day of the water drop, and yeah. um, I know you were speaking about how you did the, like you've done like video projects before. Um, just how like I, I saw that you were using most of the time like you're using your phone and then you were using like a like rig like how did that like how did the i'm just gonna like ask like how do what, what was the process of like making the video because i know like a lot of people you know and i was watching it i was like i at first i was just like i don't know like how it was gonna, all gonna come together but then you did an amazing phenomenal job with the video um which was like for me to look back and watch the video and saw like what that day was through the lens and what you captured was amazing. And I think a lot of people like, but that weren't there could mm -hmm. like easily have found out what was happening that day through that video. And just wanted you to go through a little bit of the process of like, how did you feel like trying to, you know, like you got a lot of a personal stories from Nandeep that was there and Harveen. How did like, how are you able to, you know, process all that information and while editing and also like building the video itself? Um, so lately I've been just doing a lot of run and gun shoots. So where I show up with the least amount of equipment, um, taking a really minimalist approach. And um, I knew that we're gonna be walking around a lot. And then um, I wanted to take as less equipment as I could. So, you know, I don't have to worry about no gimbals, batteries, no mics and stuff. And I knew the phones have really good um, mics already. So um, this was a perfect way for me to carry less equipment, 
and uh, you know less um, stuff for me to take care of because I was on there on my own pretty much and they're on my own you know I didn't have to worry about someone you know doing the audio for me um, I didn't have to worry about someone um, you know batteries for the gimbal or anything like that it was just like, me holding the camera I would give them uh, turn the recording on on my phone uh, voice recording on my phone and just give them the uh, phone so they can talk into it and just get some good audio um, yeah it was a uh, <clears throat> I, I like how the audio came out and everything. And then the, in the audit, um, editing process, um, I, you know, try to talk to as many people as I could while they were walking around and, um, you know, checking out the um, whole situation. And um, I try to record as much as I could. And then um, when I was editing, um, it was really hard to actually to um, take out some of the stuff because because everyone was saying a lot of cool things. And um, for me, it was hard to like leave out some stuff because, you know, um, I wanted to make the video a little bit short. I didn't want it to keep on going for a long time. Um, we don't have that much attention span to watch nowadays either. So, you know, I wanted to I wanted to be straightforward and short. So that was the hard part for me to take yeah. out a lot of stuff. I remember I made the first cut. Um, it was a lot longer. And then um, it looked it looked pretty cool, but then I showed it to some of my friends, and then like I could see, you know, they were like kind of. Uh, it felt like they were kind of like, I don't know. It felt they felt like it was long, so I had to like go back and like shorten it a lot, and um, just kept it straight to the point, and yeah. uh, it, it worked out, and I um, I was happy the way it came out. <laughs> Yeah, that was and actually that was actually something I was gonna ask you a little bit um, to like elaborate more. But you, I think you did it that yourself. But like, I was gonna ask you like, how did you come to like you know pick and choose what you really like what you wanted to show? Because that was like you know so many people had like it was like a personal learning day for a lot of people, right? And a lot of people had a lot of things to say. And I was just gonna ask like, how did you pick and choose like what you were gonna show that day? And um, I mean, you kind of answered that already. But if you want to elaborate a little bit more and like um and by the way we would love to see the director's cut of the full video you know like if we can get this IMG director cut of the whole video that would be dope yeah i'll share that with you man. <laughs> um i think uh, for me it was that i wanted to keep it informal and it didn't want people to repeat the same stuff that um you know let's say if i was when i was interviewing Nandeep, and then when i was interviewing um or when I was recording Dulce talking, I, I did not want them to say the same stuff. So I had to like listen carefully and make sure that none of the stuff was, you know, um, repeated. And um, just, um, and I wanted everything to have an impact. And so it was, it did take a lot of time to, you know, figure all that out, but uh, it, it worked out. And um, I think over the time with experience, you kind of have, to, you kind of learn what to, um, you kind of learn to like realize what to keep and what not to keep. Right. And, um, yeah. Um, I think it was, uh, it was cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, me like editing these podcasts, when I go back, like there's been so much that's been left on like the editing floor because of like, you know, sometimes maybe the conversation was just not right. where it was going or like sometimes, you know, the there was just like too much and like, i mean like sometimes some episodes we hit like number like in terms of like how long it was was too long and so we, i've had to like cut it down so i i can see like that process and i think that process is usually very difficult because you don't know what you like you don't know what you're leaving out because you right. think it's very significant but then you also think like i need to cut it so i can you know concise it down so there's right. always this like balance of like okay do I, I need to concise but i also don't want to leave stuff out that you think that's right. very important so like that balance is usually very hard to get and um Exactly. I still think that the video was the, the video came out really well and i think the concise part that you talk about is very like relevant now because attention spans are like you said a little bit shorter or not short but they're just like you know somebody's not going to sit there and watch a video that's like a pretty long video right they want right. Like, they want to be engaged the entire way through but they also don't want to be sitting there for like 10 minutes getting being engaged and stuff like that right yeah. um like these i like these podcasts we do these like an hour long boss podcast because i feel like anything more than an hour for a podcast is like just people are just gonna you know tune out or it's just going to be too long so that's why i try to keep it as like short and concise as we can because like like you said the longer something is doesn't mean it's better 
because you can put most of the time you can put that information that you're trying to put into that big video somewhat yeah. into the smaller video and then have that like you know out and give that to people as well um yeah goal was to make sure um try to capture what some let's say someone who wasn't there right they could feel the experience a little bit and see what we did yeah and uh, because the cool the whole thing was a really cool experience you know yeah. so uh and I, you know, I wanted to capture how all the students who were there, um, how they felt, um, you know, and then wanted to show what they were doing. And then, like, I wanted to show that, you know, how, like, there was a lot of um, stuff that was left over um, by the migrants who were crossing, right? Their clothes. There was, like, an IV bag, a um, whole bunch of stuff like that. And then I wanted to show that, like, you know, stuff, like, it's real out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think I think that's, so that was one of the main reasons why I we started this podcast, plus to have these type of conversations where we, you know, only a set amount of people attend the event or were there as at the water drop, but having this conversation afterwards is how we reach more than the people that were there that day. You know, the video is another way of how to reach people that weren't there that day to connect them to something that, you know, we did that day. And this podcast is more or less the same thing is to bring more people into the conversation that, you know, maybe they weren't there in person for the event, but they can, you know, get the conversation, get what they want from this podcast and then have those conversations themselves with whoever, right? And that was the big takeaway from us when we were starting this podcast was to take events that, you know, Jakarta does in person and then bring those conversations to online format and have people like, you know, take those conversations and take them forward, but not being able to, even if they're not able to attend in person, right? And yeah. I think that was very key. And I think um, more, I think like the videos and I, I think we like Jakarta has been doing this more frequently now is to like trying to start document um, their events like these for the sole purpose of, you know, like you said, to, to show those people that weren't there that day, what was happening that day and have them, right. you know, kind of engage with that topic and, and um, the event that day without even being there. Um, I think so one I was I Go ahead. Sorry. No, go one thing ahead. I to point out was um, how well everything was organized, um, e even by um, Border Angels and Jakarta, because uh, the whole trip was when we started. You know, we went to the border first. They, you know, first we went to the, their um, their office, and then you know they explained everything to us. They told us to stay in together and everything. Um, and then um, when we were walking around, they were explaining everything as everything as they saw or. Uh, you know, they showed us where the cameras were. They showed us. How, they talked about how you know the um, the border patrol, um, how how they work, and then you know stuff they do. Um, and then I loved how um, you guys organized it. And then to finish up the day, we went to the Gorgora at the end. Yeah. And that was like the that was like the best that that was like the best way to bring it back home. Yeah. Uh, and then like it really. Um, it, I don't know. It gave a gave the video a really really nice touch as well. You know, when we went back and then. Um, party uh, singer he was like explaining yeah. um how uh, he volunteers out there and then how um the history of the you know second gordora and uh, i think it was the united states i'm not sure if it was north america um and then how like he explained the history of it and uh, it all got tied tied up to the whole day you know what i mean yeah. from the to the end it was all like very very organized and related to each other yeah. so i thought it was and it really helped me with the video you know i didn't really have to do much. all i had to do was just <laughs> <laughs> no but but i think that was like you talk about the final touch like the cordora i think that was very you know that was very crucial for some people because it was like tying like you said tying it back to like yeah. us like specifically right. because like, like you know why matters to us yeah like because we you know a lot of, like we were like we were dulce we were border interest that day and you know people were just like immigrants and we were talking but then like we didn't have the sense of like this affects us too and i think right. some people some people don't have that sense of like there are people that like punjabi sick like ampere that that are doing this journey and that are going through this as well and that was that was apparent through what the Gordara, like when we went to the Gordara Nel Centro, that was like when we we saw like the party was like, oh, I go to the um, the holding facility here nearby, and I go do part with uh, the people, some of the the people that are being held there, and then afterwards when they do eventually get released or anything like that, they usually come to the Gordara and you know 
it's like it's almost like a whole system there and the bhakti tries to give back as much as he, like his time and his money to try to give back as much as he can to you know the sangha that that he is is you know unfortunately locked up or being held at the like the facilities there so i think that was really key and i i, I like the point like the like the fact that you were able to you know add that as the final touch because like for me that day that day was like very you know emotional uh, I think it was very, you know, there was a lot of emotions. It was very um, grounded almost. It was very, you know, there was nothing to, like, it was like your emotions were the first thing that would come to your mind because you would see, you know, like you saw, like in the video, you see like people's clothes left behind and people's, you know, all the stuff left behind. And then um, I know the video captured us going to the Gordara, but like when the, when the party was was explaining it and telling his story it was very moving for me because it was like you can see like how much you know everything meant to him and it was like it was so much like that day it was very heavy for a lot of folks and that's why i was just going to ask you like i was just going to like how did you you know feel comfortable or like you know um how did you go about like putting a camera out there or like asking people the questions or like asking them to like share on a, such a personal like day and like personal level with folks that was there like you know any pushback or did, like you said like Nandi hit you up to come do that so I, I feel like that was kind of like you know a set thing that you're going to be able to talk to people but still like you know being there in person after seeing everything that you saw as well and like the day that was going on like how did you feel like comfortable how did you go about like asking questions and asking people to open up a little bit that day um, I think right when we got there and then as we started the walk, um, I, you know, I realized, you know, my privilege and um, I realized um, how easy I have it in life. And um, so right from the beginning, I started, you know, figuring out my questions a certain way. But at the same time, I didn't really have to ask them that much either because they, everyone who I questioned, they realized the same thing as well, you know? Yeah. So everyone was on board and like with the same um same emotions i would say and um so that really like brought um like the emotional feel or the touch into the video as well um where we realize you know we're really fortunate um to you know not go through these um you know things that you know migrants go through and um everyone just like talked about it um even like without me asking about you know like some of the emotional questions they they just like brought in, you know themselves and um i think uh, it was man like as we were walking as, as we were uh, driving back home um there was like five of us in the car and then we were all talking about how um you know we know someone who had to go through this and we were all talking about how lucky we are and we like i feel bad for complaining about my life you know now because you know like this uh we saw what people go through yeah you know? and uh, that was something that i wanted to show in the video and i i feel like i could have done a little bit better at that but you know it's okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is that is how, you know, making content works, right? When you look back, you always like, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. I know this is like, this is our 14th episode. So I've done that a lot with podcasts. Like when I have to like release it afterwards and I, like, I go back and I listen or like I watch through and I'm like, oh, I could have asked a better question here. I could have asked like a follow up there, you know, but I think I think that's something that like just for next time, you just, yeah. you know, for next time, you just keep that in mind and the next time you do something like that, you'll be able to like, see like, okay, I learned from like last time that I missed this, you know? Um, but I did want to ask you a little bit about um, like your own, per like you've, you shared a little bit about like your own personal story that day, that you weren't just there to like, you know, film and record others that were there that day. You also was a part of the, the whole day and the activities and how did you like how are what were your feelings throughout the day like from the beginning of the day to like the end of the day you know with the beginning with going to the board of angels office and going on the trail and doing the water up and then afterwards going to the Gordola. um i was nervous man because like um to be honest like i wanted to do justice to this like you know tell the story right yeah and i was i was nervous i was like i hope i'm like able to put it down and um you know show what um you know the whole thing how it goes and um 
luck, uh, luckily, you know, people like everyone who I was talking to, they had a good, lot of good stuff to share. And um, for me, once I got there and uh, we were walking, it was just like a whole bunch of emotions, man. Like it was like over, over, um, overwhelming at the time. Um, just realizing, whoa, okay, they, these are actual people. They're like, you know, it's not a movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, you like walking um, and um, seeing where um, these people actually, you know, migrants cross for, and, you know, go through all these situations and we're like at that spot, you know, we're yeah. all on the ground. Um, that was like a shocking thing for me. Um, like it kept on coming to my mind. I was like, yo, we're actually, you know, on the ground where they, you know walk and um you know struggle to survive in a, in a way you know what i mean yeah and I, yeah. I and i just would like i think i think you, we almost take things for granted like you know you hear about the immigration and you hear about like the stories of people that you know migrate in and but until you you're not like i you know until i wasn't there in person and saw the trail and saw like all like you know the clothes and you mentioned the i there was like an iv bag there as well that was used it was like that that's real like it's real how the like the, the struggle is real like there is a struggle like to do that whole trail to get here um it's not as easy as people make it sound to be like people are just like it's like it's almost seen to be like oh like oh you're able to just like you know walk across or something like that no yeah. it's that's not the case it's very much like a journey is very hard it's very difficult um i just again i just want you to elaborate a little bit like towards the end of the day you know like you said that it was a very emotional day which you know it was for a lot of people because again a lot of people were trying to like process what they were you know seeing and process what they were hearing in terms of the stories and stuff like that but then we went to the Cordora, it was a little bit, you know, I don't want to say it's a little bit more, it hit a little home a little bit harder because it's just, you know, hearing the Parkiji tell his story. But I just right. wanted to, because I did see you, you know, I think you were sitting next to me when we were there in the circle in the Gordora, um, listening to the stories of the Parkiji. There was points where you turned off the camera, but then you turned it back on to like capture the story and keep it going. Um I think that was something that I was like, I, I think there was like a struggle that you were trying to see like, oh, how much you wanted to kind of record because I saw like you, if you want to elaborate a little bit, I'll, I'll let you talk about that. But I, I did like, because I think I was sitting next to you, I would see like you were recording and then you would stop because you would, I don't know if you felt like, oh, I, I don't think I should be, you know, recording this or like let a, like the Bhaktiji, you know, speak his mind freely without thinking that he's being recorded or anything like that. I think um, when that was happening, I was um, worried that recording party uh, sang too much, and then I'm not recording the students' experience and whatnot. So yeah. I would try and then like you know record other people around, but um, then I would I would um, I would be like, oh, I'm missing out on something that something super important that he's yeah. saying right. Now. So I would turn it back right away, you know, turn it. <laughs> right away and then that same thing happened when Dulce was talking you know uh, Joaquin was talking um, there was just like a lot of information and then um, you know I sometimes I would just like record the students or the environment and then like they would say something super important I'd be like you know shoot I missed out <laughs> like I would go and like start recording yeah. I think um, maybe um now I know <laughs> I learned, I guess, to keep him, keep it recording and like, you know, record it, the whole conversation, yeah. then, you know, you can cut it out later. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I, I think, I think that the, the story of the Bhaktiji was very like moving. And so like, I could, I could see it on the faces of like other people that were there, you know, it was very, everybody was like very engaged in listening to the Bhaktiji story because it, again, it was very emotional and you can see the emotion from the Bhaktiji himself, even though like you could tell that there's been like, he was trying to hold it back as much as he could, but like, he just kept, you know, thanking us for coming and thanking us for being there. And it was very, you know, it, it kind of hit the heart, like very like close because I was just like, he just, he just happy that like, you know, there's a Sankat here or there's a lot of people here at once. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, he tells about a story about like, you know, when he would go to the holding facility and go see all the people that are being held there. And he would be like, that would bring him so much joy because he would be seeing so many, you know, Punjabis and Sikhs and, 
and see them uh, how they are doing and checking up on them and helping them in any way um but i just want you to like this is just going to be like a wrap-up question almost a little bit here um talking about um again you had mentioned that you did like filming beforehand um when we were talking the, like the night before um but i just want you to elaborate a little bit about what are like some other projects that you might have coming up or other projects that you have done that you might, you know, recommend for people to go like check out if it's available or anything like that. Uh, this is your time to talk about anything you want to talk about. Um, I usually let the guests, you know, towards the end, talk about anything they want to talk about or, you know, self promote themselves <laughs> in this moment that they have. Um, first of all, again, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity, man. Yeah. Uh, so I was in, in India, in Punjab in 2020, I believe. Yeah, beginning of 2020. Um, so I got to work with some nonprofit organizations out there. Um, we, I, I released three videos. First one was um, Patiala, Blind, um, Patiala School of Blind and Deaf. Um, it's, a, it's about a school that's for blind and deaf kids and then like they uh, they talk about how they teach them and then like you know try to like document the whole thing and then the school is free for kids so do check that out um i think um it could be on youtube i think it's on youtube still yeah so what um, i'll do is i'll i'll get the link to your youtube channel and then i'll put it in the description of the youtube video so if you're yeah. watching this audio wise if you want to find the link to that on youtube um come check out this episode on youtube at the jmc chronicles uh youtube page and then you can hit the description of this video and then the link should be there and you can go watch that as well and continue <laughs> i just wanted to let it i just wanted to let people know that you know come here to get the link <laughs> yeah 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 um what i was trying to do was like just highlight some of the nonprofit organizations out there that are doing good work so people know you know sometimes like out here we don't know who we can donate to in india because people are like skeptical about okay is my money going to the right place or not so i got to spend um, you know one day with Pereira school of blind and deaf one day with manukta di seva and Lodiana. they do really good work um out there um and then uh, one day with Kalside and um I just like traveled around Punjab and then, you know, went to um, family, houses of families of uh, Shaheed Singhs and, uh, you know, call side, just like, help them out. And then like, they, they were even helping out other families that are um, in the neighborhood. Um, so it was, just, I don't know, it, it was cool to see. And then I documented my whole trip out there, just like, you know, some videos of Hermandar Saab, some videos of random videos of Punjab, you know, like the, the scenic stuff and um the whole you know the vibe and stuff i think so, i enjoy being out there man like that's my yeah. favorite place and um if you guys want to check it out you know go see and then hopefully you guys can donate to those organizations yeah. and I, I think that's i think that's really amazing that you took the initiative and did that because i think a lot of people you know we get into this thing about like there's not anybody you know in india or in punjab that are like doing things out of seva like everybody you know you hear the stories of like you know all the people that are scamming or all the people that you know aren't like it's kind of like you, you get skeptical about like oh i don't know who to give my money to if i'm supposed to donate or anything like that so i think it's really like amazing that you you know you documented you know they're not only did you document like the organization but you documented their work and i think that's very key for people to see like oh there this is the actual work that these organizations are doing it's not just by name it's not just by you know by name that they're not just you know a name that is just there collecting money but not doing anything or like doing the bare minimum like you went into there you documented their whole thing and that really helps i think that would help people kind of see like oh there's actually people out there that are wanting to make a real difference or there's and there's easy ways to access these people through like you know most organizations like i know call aid is very big in terms of like what they do uh in terms of like collecting money and like their websites like legit like you can you can donate your money there but there's also other like organizations that you know you're not you, you might not know right and they're always in need of support and um and I just want to say that that's really, that's really amazing. So I will get the link to your channel and I'll put it in the description. So if you guys want to, you know, check that out, I do recommend like, go. I'll definitely be checking those out right now afterwards we're done here. Um, 
and also I, I think you mentioned like like you know you quarter job and your experience there which is also another you know unique and amazing thing like the last time I went was in 2012 so I was 12 at the time so I haven't you know gone anytime recently so and I know much has changed in the last 10 years um so it would be it, it will be nice to see you know some of the like day-to-day life there because I haven't seen it in a while <laughs> but yeah I just again I just want to say thank you for you to like I know you like we were trying to figure out a schedule, you know, I, I finally got into touch with you after like trying, trying for a couple of days. And then I was just really, like, I was excited to like hear your story and like the story behind the video. And, um, and like I said, we'll have the link to your channel so you can go check out Saibjit and all his beautiful, amazing work. And this is only, like I said, part one. So I will be, we're, we're done here and I'll throw it to, future me when we record the second part and uh you'll take over from here so without further ado if you want to say any other closing remarks um yeah i just want to end it with saying by saying um when i was in punjab and shooting those videos there was like a really content or like a good feeling and um when we did the suj project i had that same feeling so you know um just it's just i just want to tell you guys you know you guys are doing great work man like um it was it was just like being back home and like being with our own people you know yeah so thank you guys for you know doing what you guys do man you guys are doing amazing work and keep doing it yeah um like if you again if you ever want to watch and this is for the audience if you ever want to watch a little bit more and learn a little bit more about jakarta and like what jakarta movement does we did do an episode in season one, I believe it's episode seven, if I'm not mistaken, where I'm joined by Manpreet Kaur. Um, she and I had an in-depth conversation about like what Jakarta is, what Jakarta does on, a, on like a daily basis and on like a project level, like a yearly basis type thing. So if you always are, if you're new to like the Jakarta, um, definitely check out that episode and listen to that because you'll get to a sense of like what what Jakarta does and like what what Saibjit's trying to elaborate of like the work Jakarta does and um yeah without that I just want to again say thank you for you for taking your time out of your schedule I can see that you, like we were talking that you right now you're in your truck so it's it's <laughs> thank you for joining me from on the road uh experience uh, maybe we'll have you back in the future to talk about trucking one day huh and in, in a future episode we have you on to talk about trucking pro at it but you know we'll see <laughs> i mean the fact that i mean you don't have to be a pro i'm not a pro at it i i started hosting myself here and look at what we've turned it into a yeah. two season going on podcast that um is still going strong so and i'm still not a host i'm still learning how to be one right so you don't have to really? be a pro that's the whole that's the whole reason why this podcast was created you don't have to be a pro about the thing as long as you, you know, have a story and have experiences and you know what you're talking about and you've lived through it, that's all that matters. There you go. But all right, without further ado, I'll kick it to my future self and he'll take it from here. Uh, thank all you right. guys. And thank you, Saibjit. Um, as you guys can see that the first part of the episode has already concluded and this is going to be the second part. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for continuing to listen up until this part. Um, yeah, the first part was with Saibjit and him explaining about his, his, um, thought process and his feelings of the day, uh, that day of the event and his, how he went about capturing that day and capturing the emotions and everything about surrounding that eventful day and emotional filled day, um, as well as his own ex experiences that day, because, I wanted him to share a little bit more about how he felt because he also was not just a camera there. He was a, an actual person and he had feelings and he had thoughts that I wanted him to, you know, kind of get a stage and a platform to speak about himself because I know the video highlights everybody else. And so I wanted him to get this time to highlight uh, his own feelings and his own emotions that he was feeling um, after that day. But without further ado, like I said, this is the second part. And the first part I did had mentioned that I would be guest or be joined by two guests. Unfortunately, uh, one of them had to miss out. They had a family emergency um, pop up and so they can't join us today, but 
it's all good because we are joined again by another uh, one of the guests that was going to join uh, initially, and I'll get to that. I'll get to some reading here in a bit. But uh, before I do start this this part of the episode, I do want to just quickly say that if you do have if you're if you're a high schooler listening to this, or if you know a high schooler, or if you're you know related to a high schooler. Uh, we have Jakarta does a year around uh, conference for high schoolers. It's called Nishan. It's this is usually MLK weekend. However, because of the COVID spike that we, that everybody um, was involved in this uh, this past winter or this past you know month, uh, it got postponed to next month. So February 18th to the 21st is now the new date for Nishan. Um, it's going to be held in UOP Stockton. Um, this year, there's always a theme that goes with the weekend. Uh, this year's theme is going to be life beyond the track. So high schoolers can kind of get a sense of like, what is, what's really out there for them to do, you know, outside of just, you know, studying, uh, their books and studying their major, like what else is out there for them. And it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing weekend. You get to meet new people. You get to meet like older folks that have been through the process or are figuring out that, you know, what is life beyond the track? and they get to share their experiences and learn from it. And so definitely recommend if you're a high schooler to come out, uh, if you are related to a high schooler, if you know a high schooler, please let them know. Uh, you can go sign up and register at jakarta.org forward slash Nishan. So jakarta.org uh, forward slash N-I-S-H-A-A-N. Uh, so that's where you will be sent to the link to register for the, uh, for next month for Nishan. Um, with that out of the way now, I can introduce our guest for the second half. Uh, I know this was very short notice. I apologize for that. It was that our timing for everything was really off this week when I was trying to figure everything out. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you for joining and the short notice. And uh, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit and then we can jump right into it. Um, my name is Elaine. I'm a marine science major at CCMB. Um, I'm a first year and I've been involved with Jakarta since I was a freshman in high school. Um, I actually learned about Jakarta when I was a freshman in high school and I joined SHSS. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, there was a, like a lot of reasons why, you know, I, I reached out to you to join. Uh, one of them was because you were, you know, at the event that we were going to be kind of talking about. But also another thing is I, I've known that you've been a part of Jakarta for a while. So I want you to be able to come on here and, you know, get a chance to really talk, talk to and get a platform for yourself and really speak out. Um, but yeah, like you said, you've been a part of Jakarta for now for almost, I would say if you were a freshman in high school for like four years now, almost about. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's around the same, uh, I would say that's like about the same time that I've been a part of Jakarta. So it's like, I think it was, it was I think it was all like, uh, I think we've, I've talked about this story and shared this story before, but like, um, I think around that time was when Jakarta was getting more involved here in Sacramento again. Uh, but when there was, you know, uh, setting up all these SHSSs at our, all of our high schools, she was running around setting everything up uh, and to look back to what we what we were scrambling before to like what it is now uh extremely proud and like happy that to see that like something you know we were able to like scramble to create or like make in the time being is like led to being something that's you know has withstood the time for the last couple of years and it's just growing and growing so that's always a great site and that's another reason why i wanted to have you join uh, because I feel like that's a, that was something that's special. That's like a special thing that like bonds all like our, us SAC Jakarta people our scuba yeah. folks, because I think it was just like, we all started around like the exact same time and we all have like the same, same, like starting experiences. Um, but to talk a little bit about Suj and I'll let you talk. I've been talking a lot now. Um, but Suj, like I said, in the first part was, um, a event that happened in December where a bunch of JMC collegiate folks uh, went to San Diego and they partnered up with uh, Border Angels, a, um, and they were a part of a, a event where they learned and they trekked 
uh, paths that immigrants uh, usually uh, take upon themselves and try to, you know, navigate themselves through. And um, so, Maureen, I was just going to let you talk now here is this how did you end up going to like Suge? Yeah, I know it was like, for me, it was like a bit of a process for me to figure out like how, if I would be able to go or not, if you can just, you know, talk about a little bit about like, how did you end up? Like what intrigued you? Was there anything that intrigued you to wanting to go there and like um, learn more about what was going to happen? Um, yeah. So I initially, I didn't really know what it was like the um, Border Angels collaboration. I didn't really know about that right when I found out about Suj. Um, it was really weird because like, you know, when you're in high school, you know about at least certain events, you know about the God and like the Jamc retreat and Jamc stuff. And I had never heard about Suj before. And when I found out, I was like, oh, like, you know, when is it, where is it? And then I found out it was in San Diego and I was like, damn, that's, that's crazy. Like Jakarta and San Diego for once, like it's not in, like the valley yeah so i gotta go <laughs> and then i found out it was like um you know the border angels um and we were gonna go towards the border and do the water drop and everything and i was so excited for that i i just thought it was like such a unique experience like where am i ever gonna get that experience again if we're being honest um and so i worked as fast as I could to get off those those checklist items um and I was like yeah I'm going and it was like it's like my first um so basically on my campus I'm like pretty much the only person that knows about Jakarta that I've met and like I've met quite a few people um I've only met like three other Punjabi people on campus so it's yeah it's like um an experience so I told them about it but they were like oh like we don't really know what Jakarta is and stuff so I went I'm just really glad I went um <laughs> and yeah once I got there um it was it was pretty um it it fit into the schedule that we usually fit into and then, you know, you have like all these things planned out, like we're going to wake up and then we're going to have breakfast and then we're going to go through this life changing experience and then we're going to go have dinner. Like, yeah, that's pretty on brand for Jakarta. Yeah. And I mean, talk about the drive to San Diego. We were in the same car to go yeah. when we went to San Diego. And yeah, you really get a sense of like, like San Diego is really far. <laughs> like I, I had never been to San Diego uh, up until that point, right? And then especially like you said, you highlighted the fact that like you know Jakarta usually is in the Central Valley or sometimes in like in the Bay Area, but it's very like NorCal or like the farthest down we have like Jakarta has been is like Bakersfield, right? And so to like San Diego was un, like unheard of when I first heard about it. And also the first, the same thing about me. Like I didn't know what Suj was at first. I had never heard about it. Uh, you know, you hear about Lilkar, you hear about Nishan because those are like a year round um, conferences. And then, you know, like the JMC retreat and that's just retreat. Like those are also like year round retreats that happen like every year. But this was something I had never heard about. I didn't know that it was happening. So that was like immediately one of the things that intrigued me about going was I was like, this is going to be a new experience that I've never had with Jakarta because I, like I said, we've been both, we've both been in it for like around the same time for like four years almost. So like up until that time, I've gotten to know what Nishan usually looks like. I got into see what little car looks like. I've seen what the GMC retreat looks like, but this was something I had never seen what it looked like. So that was just like, you know, that was something that intrigued me and I was like, I need to go. I want to go. Um, but yeah, I think it um, that day, again, you said you were really excited once you got to know like what we were going to do that day. Uh, it was just talk to me a little bit more about through like the day of like the beginning part, the water drop part of it specifically, like when you were going on it, like what were your initial thoughts when you were about to go on it, right? When we were heading over there and then being like in it what were your thoughts and like your thoughts afterwards like immediately afterwards yeah 
Um, I think when we left the hotel and we went into the Border Angels, like their downtown building, I don't know if it was in downtown, but I think it was in downtown. Um, just that kind of like meeting them and like hearing them speak about something they're so passionate about and something they care so much about, it made me like, it ignited that same passion for me. And I was like, you know, like I, I already cared about this, but I have a different reason to care about it now because it's like, you, you know, you're there and you're with these people and you have this firsthand experience now, or you're going to have this firsthand experience now while you're hearing other people talk about it. And then we actually left for the um, water drop. And once we got there, it was, it was, I didn't expect, I didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I didn't have any like expectations of what it would look like there, but it was still nothing I could have like expected. Like it was right, we were so close to the freeway. Um, there was border patrol everywhere. It was dry and hot and it was in December. So I cannot imagine even being in a car at that like they're in so close to the border and like imagine the conditions that people crossing like have to go through i just it was very it was very difficult at first i was like um but yeah on the way there though um i feel like kind of talking about it kind of preparing for it and like seeing the drive not everything else like damn that's real like people really be crossing over and they have to cross over and that's sad and like at the end of our like our water drop dropping off the water too that was very rewarding for me like you're really doing something with your hands and you're trying to help someone yeah uh, before you keep continuing I, I just want to you know specify i did do this a little bit in the part one but i also for part two folks like the water drop was a is something that border drills um they do they mark and leave um designated waters uh along the trail uh just in case you know somebody walking by might need the water to survive uh maybe they're you know about to pass out from dehydration or or they can't make it because you know they're dehydrated or they're giving up and so they they leave these things behind for folks to help them through the journey and make it through um so that's just i just wanted to like give a little bit more context of what the water drop is but then i'll let you keep talking about it a little bit more yeah on the on the journey actually towards where we, the end that we were supposed to kind of turn back from, we saw a lot of um, pieces of clothing and like backpacks and there was this IV bag. Um, so it kind of just like shows you different reasons that people would cross the border for medical reasons, you know, because they have family, because um, there was like children's clothes. So they kind of want to do it for their family and stuff. Um, but also seeing that, like actually seeing border patrol cars and bikes and stuff. And then seeing that one, there was like this camera in, embedded in the rock and stuff. And imagine like you're the one crossing over and you have so many things to fear from and always keep your guard up from and so many different ways to get caught. Um, it's actually really scary. And then towards the end of our water drop before we started coming back um dulce are the representative the person from border angels just talking about um she basically was talking about policies immigration policies and it was before trump era like how different it was and how similar Biden era is to Trump era and um, she went on saying like you know basically just the relationship between the border patrol officers and like migrants um, during Obama era it was just a lot like friendlier I guess you could say it was just a lot more humane 
And after Trump era, she was talking about how like they reorganized the Border Patrol and they changed the relationship and they changed the officer's mindset of, you know, what a migrant is. They went from, you know, a migrant to a terrorist, uh, something dangerous, someone that can, you know, an invasion. And I think that mindset really just, it, it somehow spread, not somehow, it spread to Americans like all over the country kind of, and they're sitting at home and they all, all they really have is the like news and the television and social media to tell them what's going on. But when you're actually there, like you realize this is like a real place. It's not just something to talk about. It's not just a topic to debate on. It's real people and it's a real place that's tangible. And there's like millions of people that want to make decisions for this place instead of the people that are actually here that are actually trying to cross or that have family that's trying to cross. And I just thought that was kind of surprising, like how I was surprised by how my experience, like talking and hearing about it is so different from actually being there. Like it's, it's so different. There's two different conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and there's just, you know, you said so much and I'm trying to, you know, unpack it a little bit myself because, you know, I was there also myself that day. So there's a lot of things that, you know, I agree with the feelings that, uh, that you just shared. I have the same. Uh, but there is a couple key points that I wanted to highlight on that you just mentioned, right? Um, the fact that it's not just a topic, right? I feel like that is something uh, before myself, you know, going there in person and seeing how everything was and seeing, you know, everything firsthand. I almost was in the trap of, a, of this is like some type of topic that, you know, politicians have to debate on. It's not like, you know, it's not something that like is, you know, I don't want to say it doesn't exist because it's, I don't want to say it that way, but it was almost like a sense of like, this is only a topic debate. Like it's only like a debate topic. However, like once you go there and you stand there and you, you know, walk those same tra trails and you see the things that are left behind from people that are trying to, you know, survive every inch, survive every minute that they have to try to like, just survive like life in general. Right. And you can get to see that, okay, this is not just a deb debate topic. This is actually like real life. This is some, like a lot of people are going through this. And I, it's, it's very, uh, like you said, it's a human, like they're humans. And it's almost like they're not treated as such now. And you also made the highlighted point about like one from Trump era to Biden era, like there hasn't been, it's actually like Dulce was saying that it's actually, you know, kind of been worse because they thought there was going to be this sense of like um, hope and, you know, change that was going to come with Biden. But and so they try to bank on that. And instead, they they've had more or less the same. And that's like, you know, hurt them even more because they had this hope about everything's going to, you know, try to revert backwards instead of like it's, you know, nothing's changed. And I think that was another key thing that really, you know, I took away from that day. Um, but that is going to be something I was going to lean into. and. Um, like I said, you can share as much as you want from that day, however, however much you feel like comfortable with sharing. But like, what were a couple of things that, you know, that now looking back to that day, right? Today, looking back to that, what are like things that stood out to you? It could have been like a story. It could have been like, like you said, there was things like along the trail that you saw. Um, even like maybe for me, one of the things that stood out for me uh, from that day in the entirety of the day was the um the end part of it when we went to a gordura in el centro that that like that whole experience of meeting the fatigi there and like hearing their story and hear them just you know let their heart really say their story was very like something that i take away to this day looking back to that last month um i just wanted to ask you from that day like what are a couple things that you took away and you still think about now looking back um after during the Gurdwara part, I think it was, I was really surprised. Um, I, again, I didn't hold any reservations or expectations. Um, I kind of just went with it. But I was also surprised on in the fact that 
the Gurdwara Sabha is so small. I actually didn't know anything about El Centro. I don't know anything about the city. Um, being from Sacramento, I'm used to large Punjabi populations. So, you know, when you hear that there's a Gurdwara somewhere, it kind of implies that there is a Punjabi population. You kind of have um, like this image of what a Gurdwara is going to look like. And that was not it. And like, it was not my expectation, but it was so beautiful in its own way. I actually was very, it was, it was really nice to be there and to see that even in such a small space, like when you go inside their bar hall, it feels so much bigger than how it looks on the outside. There's so much space to, for anyone to just come in and, you know, um, stay there and also the Lunger Hall it was very spacious on the inside it, it was very welcoming um, the entire campus was very welcoming and you feel safe you feel like it's a good daughter. Um and I'm just glad that there's some space like that for migrants as a grant she was talking about um, that there's migrants that come and stay um, you know, they have their own things going on, but the fact that they can kind of just all come and have this experience of like safety and a place to stay, it just, it made me, um, I was very happy to hear that. Yeah, and I think like you, like you mentioned a lot, like again, a lot of things and like the Gordwana part really, you know, it really moved me to the point where I was very emotional in the moment um, because you can just see how much um, the Karanteji, like how much it really meant to him, like being there and, you know, helping as many people as he, as he could, uh, how much that really meant to him and like him doing the seva out of the goodness of his heart. Like he, he really wants the best for the Gordora and the community and all the migrants that he goes and visits at the holding facility in El Centro, um, which I alluded to in the first part. And so decided Jeet was, that he shared about the, his story, his entire story about like what he usually like what he usually does on a day to day basis, uh, and he shared about like he goes to the holding facility there in El Centro, and you know does part with any of the Punjabi six that are being held there. But also he says that there's also other folks that you know when he goes that like are very you know welcoming to him and want to learn from him as well. So it was like all those things really made. Like, and then he says like when after like if some of them even do get out. Uh, they usually come and stay at the Gordara with him for a couple of days to try to get on their feet or try to figure out like where what, where to go next. And he's welcoming to that. And you can see like how much, like, like Samreen just said, like there was not like, it felt like there was not that big of a Punjabi community there in El Centro. And you can tell from like the Grantiji, like the way he was, um, the way he was, all the emotions, how happy he was. Like you can feel that he really, you know, was, super excited and super happy to see so many of us you know come to the Gordwara and be there and just want to listen from him like we honestly we were just there to listen from anything that he wanted like anything that he wanted to share so um I think again that was one of my biggest takeaways from like the later half of the day but uh you did mention like earlier during the water drop like trail itself that there was like a couple things that you know stood out to you specifically uh, like um you know now looking back do those things still like stand out to you even more now that like, looking back than they did like in the moment like you know you mentioned the IV bag you, you mentioned the clothes you mentioned the camp like is there anything like that you look looking back now you know stood out to you I think looking back you kind of just have more understanding of what you see once you've had time to kind of understand and process it you understand the overall importance or the under or the overall like situation that actually mm -hmm. is there and we went on one route out of who knows how many routes hundreds or thousands of routes and they all look different from each other and just seeing that one um it just my biggest takeaway is that i actually have some understanding of this topic now and like of this whenever there's a conversation on this, I have an understanding and I don't have to 
listen to other people talk about it to understand it now. And I think that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, and and I and I like how you know I I try to allude to like materialistic things that you saw that day, and you you know you're giving me something as like a whole general overview of the whole day, which is amazing. And and I just want to thank you again for all the things that you because like whatever you like what you're saying and unpacking really is like a lot for you know somebody that might not have been there that day. And for me, like it's also bringing back a lot of things that. I don't, I don't want to say I overlooked, but I, I, it's a little bit things that like little bits and pieces that I might've may have overlooked in the moment, but like now, you know, you bringing them up and saying that like that really stood out to you. Yeah. That, that looking back, that really stood out to me as well. And um, I just want to say that this is not a d- debate topic, right? We mentioned, you mentioned this earlier and I mentioned this earlier as well. If you watch the video that Sai Abjit did again, uh, you can go find that on, uh, Jakarta's official page and if you want to watch it uh, I will be able to try to get it I'll try to get it on to the beginning part of this episode but if it doesn't uh, like I said you can just go on to Jakarta uh, on Instagram and you can go watch it there um, and then I also will be linking Saibjit's, uh YouTube channel because he said that he's done other projects that I would love to go for everybody to go check out and support um, but the video highlights the same things that we've talked about um, and just a, you know, visual, visual version of what, what really happened that day. If you, so if you want to see a bit, a visual version of what we, what we've just been talking through is that would be the best way to do it. And again, all credit to Saibjit for making the video and, you know, it was really the way he captures things and captures that day really, you know, looking back for somebody that with both of us, I, I think can speak for both of us is like us looking at that video and like being like this day, you know, really meant this much as much as like the video captures, you know? Um, but I don't want to keep this episode going for too long. I know that we had the first part and now we had the second part now. Um, but Samarine, if you do want to say anything else in terms of that day, or that experience, um, now is the time to do that. Um, I just want to say before you go, is just this plat like this. This is a platform. This podcast is a platform. I'm here every single episode because I'm the host. Uh, I would love to have it to where other people would host their own episodes, and uh, I would not have to be here and just you know be in the backgrounds. But I'm here to just give them what I think and what I say. But the guests are usually the or what makes this podcast what it is. So I just wanted to say thank you, Samreen, for joining. And I'll let you take it away if you have any other thoughts that you want to close out with. Um, I just want to say that I'm so grateful that I went and that I experienced everything that I experienced. And um, it has also inspired me as a JMC officer. And it has kind of set the tone for the rest of this year, for this semester, um, starting my JMC. And it was a very nice experience and I'm super, super, super grateful for it. Uh, and I, and I just, you know, every, every, everybody that was there that day, I'm hoping that, you know, it took the same much, it took away as much as we did. And um, folks like you or yourself are, you know, building upon what we learned that day. And that's, that was the key. That's the, that's the key between, that's like the, that's basically what Jakarta is trying to do is trying to have these experiences that you'll take, home to your you know wherever you live to your communities at back home and start those conversations and have and start doing community work that highlights those topics and highlights those things right and um that's another reason why this podcast was created was to you know there's conversations that like folks who didn't go to suj would not know what, what happened at suj unless you watch the video but you don't get like the you know the personal aspect of it like Samreen and I have shared our stories and Saibjit shared his story of that day and I was hoping to have more people come and share their stories uh eventually hopefully we can do that and have other people join and, and share their stories about that but that's what we wanted to do with this podcast is take those conversations that we had in the moment uh of the event and take those conversations and highlight those and then have people you know listen to it and hopefully you know you go and talk to your friends about it or you talk to your family about it or you just you know get encouraged to go do something in your community um wherever you are to help um those that need help and um 
yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, again, like I just said, Nishan is going to be February 18th to 21st. Uh, if you're a high schooler, if you're in the California region, um, please look into that. Uh, come out and it'll be a fun weekend. You'll get to, again, meet new people, uh, learn from others that have already been through the process, like myself and others that will be there. Um, but yeah. Uh, Samreen, I don't know if you're gonna. Are you gonna be coming to Nishan this year? Um, I don't think I am because I am first year, but I'll definitely be there next year. Oh, it's okay. Next year, next year you'll if you're if you're listening to this uh, in 2023, uh, this is the year Samreen will be at Nishan. So come, <laughs> come, definitely come out and uh, come to Nishan this year yeah. uh, if you're watching in the future but yeah i'm just gonna say that again thank you for everybody for continued support uh this is this is obviously the video version if you're listening to the audio version please go check out the video version because you'll get to see the faces behind the stories and then you also if i'm not mistaken be able to find the video here of that day if not like i said you can always go check it out on jikara jikara uh, jikara movement on instagram uh, the video is posted there for you to go watch and I just want to say thank you to all the guests that have come on to for this podcast. And yeah, without that, I'll see you guys next month. Why you got Why you